Cell Nation. Welcome back to the uh, Bros. Bros. Ah, <laughs> you're so very dumb. nice. Very nice. Sorry, guys. I had to tell him to don't do the whoop because I felt embarrassed. I don't know why. Sorry, uh, it's, all, it's all good. It's all it was, good. It was silent, so maybe I'll let you do the whoop next time. Very nice. Very nice. Um. Hey. Welcome back, Marcos. Uh, it's- we are back. It's been a week, and I've missed everybody. But <laughs> we, we don't even know half of you guys personally, but uh, we missed you guys. Hey, it's what happens when there's an international break and we have only one game a week. Man, this is this one game a week thing is kind of throwing me off because we've been doing two weeks for so long that doing once a week, it's like, uh, hi. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I, I, I miss watching RSL. I miss MLS. <laughs> but don't worry. We yeah. we will be we will be back in a few days. <laughs> in due time. In fact, uh, like two days. In two days. In two days. But this I guess let, let me catch you up to what I've been going on this whole week because I'm like today's Thursday. Yeah, so let me uh, add, let me formally ask you. How are you? What have you been up to? <laughs> um let's see i've been doing a lot a lot of refing um we are halfway we're almost to the end of the end of the season there's like two-ish three-ish weeks left very very competitive a lot of competitive games a lot of parents yelling um if you're one of those parents i i I beg you please don't yell stop it (laughs) stop it (laughs) educate yourself um stop it get help exactly exactly isn't that like a a michael jordan that is a michael jordan there we are no but lots of competitive games that i've been doing but i i appreciate it i love it some might call me crazy for reffing but i enjoy it it's it's fun um let's be real here i enjoyed it because of the the moolah the show me show me the money show me the money yeah it's not (laughs) it's not that much money but uh Definitely a good a uh, good part time gig for sure. It is. It is. It's it's the two things that I love: football and being outside. <laughs> Excellent in your in your Russian voice. <laughs> but how how how's things going with you? Just chilling. Um, this week has been pretty chill. Um, just trying to watch soccer wherever there is soccer because there hasn't been a lot of it. In fact, here I'm gonna I'm gonna first off. I'm going to say this to everyone. We're going to do this at the beginning. If you're not following us or if you're not uh, doing whatever on social media with us, mm-hmm. find us, follow us. Make sure you're caught up with all our content because we do put out some stuff. Yeah. Oft, often. More often on than e- X. On X, on threads, on Instagram, and then catch us on YouTube and ever, everywhere else, all at the RSL Bros. And obviously, if you're already listening and watching right now, tell a friend. Tell a friend and subscribe and make sure the the bell is on for notifications, too. Okay. With that, international. International break. I I hope I remember what I was going to say here because – oh, yeah. This is what I was going to (laughs) say. Because I hate when I go on tangents. Like, I I have to say this, and then I – You were on something, and you're like, it's right there. Take it away. It it came back. It came back. So – um. International windows have changed for me, um, I think, ever since Argentina won the World Cup. And this is my bias coming out here. Uh, this okay. is, and this is going to be like, I'm bleeding um, 
celeste y blanco, as they would say. I'm bleeding, what do you say, sky blue and white? Is that is is that the colors of Argentina? Sky blue and white? That that would be the colors I see right there on, on my jersey. So yes. Perfect. Um <laughs> ever since Argentina has won the World Cup, I have now taken a we'll call it a not a hate, but a dislike it's a dislike towards european international soccer i why, why why is that i don't know i when i watch it it's like i it just doesn't seem i don't feel the passion like like or i don't feel the game like i used to like whenever you'd see like like for instance um germany and france just played and be, before i would have been like ooh this is a heavy game this is a heavy duty game but mind you, that game was just a friendly. I don't think it was. It, any- but it doesn't matter. Beforehand, be, even friendlies would be like the, the heavy hitters are coming out, and you'd mm-hmm. see the heavy hitters. But yeah. this 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 international window didn't attract me at all to watch any of the European competitions at even, all. Even USA, like you look at the competition who they played, well, Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan, Oman. It's like. Come on. Yeah, when you're playing against Uzbekistan and, and Omen, it, it first off, that doesn't really attract me at all <laughs> to watch this. In fact, when I think was it against Uzbekistan that they played in St. Louis? Uh yeah. Yeah, that's correct. And the stadium wasn't sold out. Yeah, there was um, a lot there was a lot of people on X who were who were wondering and complaining that like first off, it's I think it was I think it was a midweek game for one. And mm-hmm. then, and then it's the competitor. Like, bad combination there. Well, the the thing I, that I was reading about was that a lot of people were complaining that this this um I guess this international window was when Argentina and Brazil were supposed to be playing against the U.S. or something That's like right. that. That's right. And I think USA was the ones that canceled it, or or or, or was it because of it was because Argentina was doing their qualifiers right now. No, so so apparently Comnibol canceled, saying, "Hey, no, we're actually going to start our World Cup qualifiers in September," which historically they normally start in October. This year they started them in September. Yeah, don't know why. I don't really care, but good thing they did because I didn't want to see. I, that sounds really bad. I, I do want to see Argentina in the U.S. Yeah, I, 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 I was about to say I want to see both of them have like a little mini preview ahead of next year in Copa America. Maybe have USA play not Argentina, but maybe one or two South American teams prior to that. I don't know. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of just. I'm just I'm just waiting for Copa America to be honest. No, absolutely, it's our one and only chance to see Messi before he maybe departs. Because because who does who does the U.S. have that they're playing against next? It, they're they're pretty decent opponents, I I, I think uh, for I, next. I I haven't checked. Well, you're gonna get checked right now. Um, they play against oh. Germany and they play against Ghana. Two good teams. <laughs> so those games would interest me to watch because oh, one absolutely one who doesn't love burhalter ball everyone loves burhalter ball right that's you're, what you're, i heard you're, you're a funny man you're a funny man <laughs> so burhalter ball against germany and burhalter ball against ghana 
Yeah. This, got, these are got, real tests. Yeah, you're gonna have <clears throat> you're gonna have Gio Reyna going against maybe some of his 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 fan her some of his fans, some of his former teammates in Germany, and that'll be a good you test. Got, you got jokes too, because Gio getting called up. First Burhalter has to talk to him. True, true. <laughs> so anyways going back to my original thought i'm i'm over european international soccer for right now just because i i just don't find anything attractive about it right now and i feel i feel like this is me because everyone if if you're listening they're probably gonna be people like oh there's passion in europe yada yada i don't feel the passion there's more passion in south america there really is I, I see the passion in like the EPL in like La Liga, but I see where you're coming from. Like when it comes to like their nation, there's not as much compared to South America. I mean, and it might be because we're coming up on the nine month anniversary of us winning the world cup. <laughs> and every day we're, we we live like we're champions like this. This is us. We're champions. I, I don't know. In fact, <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have to embrace it. You have to embrace it and, and love it because it happens once every four years. Well, and, and that's another thing. I don't think I've ever seen another country that just obsesses with winning the World Cup. You didn't see France going around saying, oh, we are the World Cup champions. You, you didn't see them going around talking about that. You didn't see Germany saying a, a year later, hey, we're we are World Cup champions. <laughs> um, and you didn't see Spain doing the same thing. I can't. I'm, I'm not and, even. And, and, and that was Spain's first World Cup, too. And that was Spain's first World Cup. You'd think, man, these guys are going to live it out for a long time. But no, no. I, I think maybe with Spain, I think they're more, I guess, professional in a sense, just because all of them played for Barcelona. So they're used to winning so Ooh. many trophies with, with Barca. Ooh. Actually, it was half and half, but it wasn't really half and half. It was seven starters for Barca, five for Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyways, that's, with, that's my little rant. With, with this international window, with all of like the European games going on, I think a few days ago it was France, Ireland, and then there, there's been a few good ones Northern, here and there. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. I don't want them to be offended no, I, I'm I'm friends with them now because they're the ones that brought all the the messy faces and the and the messy pictures with the World Cup trophy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there there weren't as many good European Euro qualifications compared to some of the South American qual- qualifiers that that occurred. And I think I think it ruins it the fact that there are so many countries involved, right? and you're like they have they have all the way down to Group I. And Euro qualifications. I mean, even San Marino can play. And Kosovo and Estonia, like all these very small countries. And you're like, they have soccer there? <laughs> yeah, they they have soccer. And that's, I think that's what's, what's rough is like crap. But it is what it is. I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the commonable side of it. And even taking a look at some of, our, of the RSO players that were playing. Yeah. Yeah, so let's. Uh, well, we we were expecting on Tuesday we had uh, Venezuela, Paraguay. All of us, we were hoping for a Sava Ojeda head to head match. I was. You, I, you were I, hoping I, it. I was crossing my fingers. I was praying, but. But here, here's that, the thing, though. You you have to understand the the history of Venezuelan soccer is that 
every time Sav has been called up to a double header, yeah. he's played in one, gotten subbed out, and then doesn't play in the second one. It's kind of the same thing with RSL as well. That's kind of his his thing that we've seen recently. He'll play in like a good game, and then he won't travel on the road. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that subject just, just because I don't know the details. No, for sure. But Venezuela did pick up the win. Um, Sava did get some minutes in that win. Who knows? Maybe this is the beginning of uh, Venezuela's uh Did he comeback. get some minutes? Yeah, I, I, yeah, Saba did. Yeah, he came in on the sixty seventh. Oh, he did. He w- did. Were you were you watching the same game? <laughs> um, Tuesday, Tuesday. No, I wasn't watching that game. I ended up watching um Chile Colombia. Where where where's your loyalty for Saba? Um, it was. <laughs> I was doing other things at the time. <laughs> I was I was I had a busy Tuesday evening. I had a hey, busy hey, one. Hey, it, it all made sense because Argentina, they won 3 nothing against Bolivia in the very high altitude. So kudos to them w- without Messi. So it shows you they don't need Messi in high altitude uh, destinations. I'm just so, saying, I'm just saying, if we had a little segment about for Argentina, Liv, we could talk all night about Argentina. But yes, they did win without Messi. But so did Inter Miami. That's that. That is also true. That is also true. So does but, that mean are we starting a, a new new uh, phase of playing without Messi? Well, Miami, <laughs> Miami eventually will have to get used to playing without Messi because he'll only be there for maybe two two seasons, if that, and then it'll be a, and it'll be the next chapter. Yeah. But good good to see some of our our RSL guys get some minutes for their countries. Unfortunately, Kevin. Um, Lambert didn't get any time for Jamaica in their second game um, for the Nations League. But Rubio Rubin, he got about 65 minutes in the second game for Guatemala. And they, I think, I think believe they, they, they tied 1-1, correct? Oh, did they? Did they not? Great question. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> I can't find it. I'm not finding it fast enough. Oh, that. When Google yeah, doesn't yeah. want to work for you. No, it, yeah, it was a one-one draw against Panama. That's what it was. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So Rubio, Rubio got about sixty-five minutes in that game. So yeah, good to see Rubio, Sava, unfortunately Ojeda and Kevin both didn't get minutes, but hey, they'll hopefully be back in time for our next game on Saturday. Well, let's let's just mention also that um, in Guatemala's in both their games against El Salvador and against Panama, Rubio did not score in either game. Yeah, yeah. Which which is kind of different from Gold Cup, where Gold Cup he had a couple of goals. Um made yeah, a, he had a he had a brace in one game. Yeah, so yeah, he, he had a, a little bit bigger impact in Gold Cup, but uh in these two games it was just uh just putting in work. Kind of like what he does with RSL. <laughs> just putting in work. No, I'm glad to see Rubio, especially out of the, those four players, to be seeing minutes because normally he's the type of player who hasn't been seeing minutes. And I think it's to show Pablo and the rest of the staff that, hey, maybe when he returns, we can use him in some aspect or another. Do you think it? it do you think him playing on the national team really changes the coaching, the, the coaching's mindset about him? 
maybe to the the fact of yes and no. I'll I'll, I'll expand on that. I think with him playing with Guatemala, I would say maybe ha- he is a step above uh, Julio. I don't know. Well, here's here's the thing. I think and obviously I'm... obviously I don't think he's a starter. No, not at all for us. I, I would s- still put him qualify him as coming off the bench. But should he be starting? Even though he's so he's starting with his national team, should he be starting with? I mean, should he? I mean, because starting starting for Guatemala and starting for us are two different things. Because, well, basically, you're you're then saying that, uh, for instance, Krylock would be a starter on Guatemala. Is that what you're saying? Unfortunately, yeah, I think I think he would be, because um, that that's what I'm I'm battling with in my head because Rubio keeps getting called up, he keeps getting starts with Guatemala, yeah. and yet he rides the bench with RSL, um, and when he does come in, he comes in off the bench, he comes in for thirty minutes, twenty minutes, fifteen, um, and he, so. He, he had his good moments a couple of games back when he had those two goals against Austin, and then he did decent in League's Cup, but he just hasn't been anywhere to be found since then. Could we say... Well, I mean, we can't really say anything about the other forwards because Krylik has scored a couple. Julio yeah. scored a handful. Um, Chicho scored. And who am I missing? Musa scored. Yeah. <laughs> so so Rubio is basically the lowest scoring of the forwards then. He is, he is. So then do you sacrifice goal scoring possibilities, which he has potential for mm. a work rate and a a a sidekick for Chicho? That's what we desperately need because right now all we have is Moose to be helping out Chicho in we need somebody else besides Moose to be helping out Chicha because we might get into it in a second because who knows how long, if, well, how long we'll have Moose for if we extend, if we get rid of him, if we go a different route at the end of the season. So, well, I mean, now since you got onto it, <laughs> let's, let's go into it. So Tom Bogart um, came out with a, uh, with a tweet, a story um, that states that Musovsky is currently not playing and it's not due to injury, but it's due to wanting a contract extension. Um, currently right now, um, Moose's story is we got him towards uh, at this time of year last year or August yeah. of last year. Mm-hmm. Apparently there was a verbal agreement that at the end of this season, there was going to be an extension for for moose um right now moose is making um roughly in the ninety thousand range a year mm-hmm. which is pretty low for for what he's he's done um yeah. he has contributed a lot to the team um in fact if you look at at the stats he is second to to jefferson Savarino in the goals plus assist um Mm-hmm. Stat. Yeah. So the question is, and I want to place this to you, and then we can let's just expound. Let's just 
let's let's call this a therapy session for this moose situation. Um, is do the you, moose actually loose? <laughs> is <laughs> is it worth extending Musovsky's contract and paying him probably more um, with that extension? Is is he worth it? I don't think so. I I appreciate what he has contributed, what he has brought to the team thus far this season with his what six goals um this season and a couple of assists as well. But I I think I would move him on to another MLS team or a different route and go find a different striker who can be able to uh, help out Chicho up top. So here's let me plant some other little stats in there for you. Okay. Musovsky is 27 years old. What does yeah. this mean? This probably means this is going to be his last big contract before he starts on on the decline, heavy decline, and teams are not going to want him around. So what he wants is somewhere where he can be for the next three to four years where he can basically retire out. Uh, or play maybe one or two extra seasons after this long-term contract. Yeah. Um, that being said, do because here's my thought process, I, and I want to try to see if I can explain myself well enough. Mm -hmm. Ninety thousand a year is not that much. It's really not a lot for a soccer player. So the question is, does RSL? not sign the long-term contract or basically not renew him. You have, you're saving yourself 90,000. Do you go out and buy yourself a younger uh, striker at the same price? Do you buy yourself um, a younger striker? That's a little bit more expensive. That has maybe a little bit more um, talent, a little more um, nose for the goal. Do you buy someone from the same, same age? but more expensive. What do you do? Does Danny Musovsky fit into this RSL team? And is it worth it enough to, to resign him? Yeah, I think the best route would be to maybe get somebody a little bit more expensive because I, I say that, but then I'm, I'm kind of afraid because we look at what, what happened to Gomez because we spent so much money on him and look no. what he's done. What happened to Rubin? Also true. That that's what everyone's been afraid of with this one because the, there's a lot of people that are like, let's re-sign him, but then there are other people that are reminding others, saying, "Hey, this is what happened to Rubin. He had a really good season, and then we signed him to a long term, and now we're stuck with a goalless Rubin." Yeah, yeah. So I would go sign maybe a younger player, maybe twenty four, twenty five, for a, a big contract but preferably somebody from South America because we've seen the type of talent that we can get from down there, maybe down in Colombia, down in Argentina, somewhere like that, but somewhere young and, and somebody who can fit in and jive well with this, with this team. Hmm. This was a really sticky one for me because, because right now, because we can also get into this this other half of this conversation. Not not only the the do we trade him or not, but what do we do with him now? We have seven games left still. He hasn't played any minutes since um, the Houston game. 
That's true. That's true. Honestly, I mean, uh, that, that, that is that is a tricky one. I would just stick it stick it out the rest of the season. But, these last, but, here, these... but here's the thing. He's refusing to play. He's refusing to practice. What do you do? Because for me, this is this is we're now talking personal level. I'm I'm not a coach. I'm not anything. Yeah. Personal level. If I refuse to work at my job, and and I say I'm not working until you pay me more, they have no problem saying, "Guess what? We'll find someone else that'll do the job for us." So, um, I mean, what what makes soccer different then? I don't know what RSL is waiting for, whether they're, they are having these discussions with Danny um, waiting on hit this timetable, or they're just going to be waiting out till the end of the season, whatever it is, they need to, they need to do this fast because right now all we'll have is Chicho and then maybe Krylock starting up top. And then RSL fans don't want to be seeing that the rest of these seven games. Well, I mean, we, we've already heard multiple complaints from from us, other podcasts, other fans yeah. saying we can't have Crylock playing for this long because he affects the game to a certain point, whether he's not running, whether he's out of position because he drops back way too far, and then we're stuck with one forward up top. So the the effect that Moose is having on the team for personal reasons is rough right now. So do you- so do you think it would be best for RSL to just totally wait till the end of the season or just jump the gun and just do something right this second? In terms of um, whether to release him or sign him, they're going to have to wait till the end. Yeah, um, because I, I think they're past that window. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're past the window. But I wonder if... if uh, well, I guess that's another thing. They, can Can a verbal agreement be reached to satisfy him enough to have him practice and play because right now having him not practice or having him practice separately from the team and having him not play is hurting us right now. It, for me, it hurt us in the Portland game. Um, it hurt us in the second Houston game because this has been going on for the past little while. If I, in fact, we said it on, on two or three episodes ago, we're like, Oh yeah, he picked up a knock. Well, that was wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know who said it originally, but they were definitely wrong when by saying an injury. But it's definitely messing with the vibe, the culture of the locker room because by having one of your top goal scorers out just because of this, it, it just ruffles a lot of feathers with now, everybody else. If you were in Moose's position, if you mm-hmm. know that you were the top goals and assist producer on the team and you're only getting 90,000 a year, would you be doing this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would be putting my foot down and I'd be telling Pablo and I'd be telling Elliot, I guess, because he owns the team that I I've been doing this much for the team. Um, if you can't give me what I want, then I want to go elsewhere. And I guess he has every right to be, be furious. I guess if he is, and wanting a trade. This is a, this one's a sticky one for me. And, and and for me personally, I guess yes, I could see 
we can all see both sides of it. We would be upset yeah. if, if we're being underpaid at our job. We would be. Oh, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, as a fan or maybe as a, as a coach, you'd be frustrated. You're like, bro, I need you in this game. But Moose is like, nope, not unless they pay me more. Not unless they can guarantee me a contract. Yeah. So that's a that's a real sticky situation, a real ugh. But I, I also feel like if he's not happy at all with with the culture and not getting paid enough and we're not meeting his expectations, then I feel then we need to just part ways with him. Though I kind of wonder how much he's actually asking for or how much extension <laughs> because I only say because yeah. R- Rubin went from a, a lower amount, not as low as Moose, but went from a lower amount to I think, if I'm not mistaken, nine hundred. I think that's what he went up to. And so I wonder if Moose is trying to like like test the waters to see, like, hey, I need like triple digits, high triple digits. Hey, shoot your shot. <laughs> I mean, shoot your shot, yes, but this might cost him a <laughs> cost him a job. Yeah. So, so I, I I don't know how much in fact according to according to Fot Mob, Moose's market value is five hundred and ten. Is it really? Yeah. So hmm. I wonder I wonder if Moose has uh Fot Mob and he saw that. <laughs> Rubin's market value on FOTMOB is 1.4. Right? <laughs> so I'm like but, looking at that. I'm like, is he really worth 1.4? Also, FOTMOB has uh, Musovsky's jersey number wrong. But that's a, that's a totally different subject. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. um, yeah. But but it, it it makes you question. Like, Moose probably has seen these these numbers. He's like, I'm worth more than this. I didn't know that last year. I know that now, and I need I need you to pay me what I'm worth. Absolutely, absolutely. So this is going to be interesting to see how this all plays out for these last seven games and leading in to the playoffs if it's still going on. Yes. Speaking of last seven games, um, this is the time where at all fans who love math. This is their favorite time of the year. Hey, you you know how good I am at math. Oh man, this is your worst part of the this year. Is... <laughs> but but th- this is where people are like, oh, if uh if they get this amount of points um against these teams and if these teams lose and they start doing the uh, conspiracy theory boards. This oh yeah, is, it's that time of year. Conspiracy this is why time this here. is why everybody loves decision day and just coming down to the final deadlock of the MLS season. Because let's uh let's go over what the West uh, just the West because we don't really care about the East right now. The West so is yeah, not so much. The West is looking <laughs> crazy, my friend. Uh, as always, as it always is. Um, but here's the thing. St. Louis has a pretty good hold of first place, I think. Yeah, and they're they're even with games with everybody else sitting at 48 points. And what's impressive the most about St. Louis is their goal differential, plus 18. Well, it helps when they beat a lot of teams by 3 nothing, 4 nothing. You remember at the beginning of the season they're just dominating everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Yeah. And hmm. then you have Seattle in second at 41, LAFC and 
us tied at 40 points, but LAFC is ahead of us because of that goal differential at plus eight. And then it just gets a little uh, wild west at the five through nine. We have Houston at 39, Vancouver at 38, Minnesota at seventh at 37, along with San Jose at 37, but that goal differential with Minnesota at plus one and San Jose at minus four. And then rounding out is Dallas at ninth at 34. So between second and eighth, because that's really where where the playoffs lie. Well, we're looking nine, top nine, right? But uh, FC Dallas is still three points out. They have two games in hand. Which, hmm, again, here's another math situation. Um, that's six possible <laughs> points right there. Which technically, if FC Dallas gets all six points, they are at forty points with twenty eight games, which means that they are right in the third fourth place range that's true <laughs> um that's that's also that's fine let's go two through nine so seattle with 41 dallas with 34 that you're looking at a difference of seven points right there if you take off dallas you're looking at a difference of four points between second and eighth so i gotta ask you with seven games left with rsl at 40 points what would be that magic number of points that RSL hits for you to be satisfied that to know, yes, we, we are making it into the playoffs. Insert clip from last episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said 54 and I'm going to stick with 54. Um, though there's um, Trey tweeted out a, 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 a analytics graph mm-hmm. that said that RSL is is projected to get 51 and i think they said they'd be second in the in the west yeah i think 54 is the magic number i would be satisfied with 50 and above because the past two seasons i think we've barely gotten like in the mid 40s range of points so above 50 would be excellent to see that right and and that would that would mean above 50 we're talking in so about 50, that's 10 points, 10 points in seven games. That's mm-hmm. you win one and you tie the rest. Yeah. <laughs> well, almost. That's like, I think that's nine points still. That's but. nine points. Yeah. So we'd have to win about three, three or four games. Two. Well, three or four no. games. <laughs> yep. Yep. Math is right or wrong for you, man. <laughs> Holy cow. No, because like three, six, nine, that's three wins. Okay. And that's yeah. only three games. What about the other four games? And then give me give, give me the rest of draws. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you're looking at uh, 13 points there. So that's 53 points. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, gosh! You're, you're zero losses. Going. Zero losses. We're we're gonna go straight draws. <laughs> no, but I'm let's let me get your honest opinion. And no, we, we, absolutely. We, we talked about it in, in our tweets, um, and and a lot of people are. Saw it that we saw the rest of our schedule, but let's let's go over the rest of our schedule. And I need you to give me your um your thoughts on who's going to be winning these last these last couple of games. Absolutely, lay it on me. Okay, we're gonna skip the San Jose one because that's gonna be for the end. But we're gonna we'll go leave, leave you guys on your toes. Yeah, we'll leave you guys on your toes. That's gonna be the deciding game. Um, so Real Salt Lake, Dallas. 
who do you who do you have or or how many points are we taking out of this game? Better yet, let's do that. How many points do you think we're going to take out of this game? Even though we're going to talk about it next week in uh, prediction time, but uh, <laughs> give me kind of your your rough idea of how many points you're going to take away from this game. Yeah, RSL Dallas, we've we know Dallas is a very good team with Jesus Ferreira and there are many other players that they have on their attack, but I I just see us coming away with that one point in that game. One point. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll go one. Um RSL Vancouver. Three points. Oh. Okay. LAFC. Zero. Okay. Sporting. That's a home game, correct? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's I think that's gonna be a three point three pointer. Oh, three pointer. Yeah. Three. Hey, we go. <laughs> um Ga- Galaxy. Mm, give me a three-pointer and the crapids give me a three-pointer 13 yeah you i see? think it is it, it's all very doable we and have that's... a very we have a very easy schedule to close out the season well and that's also what i was gonna say so that's that's only that's all of the games except for the san jose game so you're you're saying 13 points minus the san jose game the only one that I maybe might change is the Galaxy one. I could possibly see that one as a draw. Because playing in in Carson might be a little difficult than playing at home. I actually think there are four of these seven games are going to be tough for us because they're all middle table, middle table games. So it's going to be San Jose, Dallas, Vancouver and uh sporting those four games for me are the most difficult games because they're mid-table you don't know how they're going to react to this game because dallas can be coming off of a horrible run and all of a sudden they flip a switch and they're all alan velasco jesus ferreira they're all on board and they're all attacking vancouver you never know what kind of vancouver is going to show up Sporting, you don't know when Johnny Russell is taking his creatine and he's on fire <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. For for me, Johnny Russell is one of those uh, gym bros. That's like, <laughs> bro, do you even lift? You like it? You like my beard? <laughs> I should probably say it more like in a, in a. Where is he from? England? Is he from England? Scotland? Ireland? He's probably gonna, if he ever listens to this, he's probably gonna get offended. Um. Anyway, so you're at least looking at plus ten points. Yeah, yeah, about twelve, thirteen ish. This is going to be. It looks easy on paper. It really does. Yeah, but but is it really? All we need is to have be in the top four because top four, then we get to have host that playoff game first because we we've kind of talked about it a little bit with the new playoff format we'll we'll get we'll talk about it more as the playoffs get closer to the end of the season but of course the playoffs are best of three so the for the highest seed hosts the first game lowest seed hosts the second and then if they're still tied then they go to that third leg oh how mls loves to change things around they change the format, the playoff format frequently. They change who they play in the All Star game frequently. It's like 
keep it consistent. <laughs> so just so uh, talking about these last seven games, um, we did send out a tweet asking you guys what your guys' thoughts were about these these last seven, right? Yeah. Um, here we go. Here are some of the comments. Um, oh, let's, let's hear some of these. Cameron Ellis at CamDog76 says, all wins. Oh, I except, like it. Except Cameron, for I, except for LAFC. I like the optimism, Cameron. Way to go. All right. Miguel Arana, or at Arana Miguel 48 says, wins against San Jose, Dallas, Vancouver, Colorado, Galaxy, Sporting. Lose to LAFC. Let's go, Real. Wow. Way to go, so, Miguel. Sa- same thing. Same thing. All wins except for LAFC. Yeah, I'm I'm liking these this optimism. Everybody's feeling up up in the air. So, um, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian. I should probably the, say it's the, the real Mandalorian. <laughs> no, it's the Mandalorian. <laughs> Law. Oh, the... Well, it's lawyerin. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> no, <laughs> something like that. Um, he commented saying, 21. Twenty what? So we're gonna win out. Is that that's what he's saying? Um. Yeah, yeah. He says we're gonna that's, win out. That's sixty-one points right there. What did you just say? Six? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't understand why you said sixty-one for a second there. I was like, where, 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 you learn how to do math? Stop it. Um, Tyler Hampton or at Tyler Ha three eight nine one three one seven zero. Tyler, I would suggest changing your handle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He says, win against San Jose, Dallas, Vancouver, Colorado. Okay. Lose to LAFC, draws against Sporting and the Galaxy. See, that one seems more realistic. Because that's what I've been saying. We're going to draw two, win four, lose one. Yeah. Um. Richard Molman at Richard Molman, by the way, guys, childhood best friend. Shout out, Richard. Shout out, Richard. Um, all 21. Man, Richard, <laughs> wow, Rich, come on, <laughs> you, you should know better. <laughs> 61. Wow, that's a lot of points. I think that would put us at first place. I think 61 would be the all-time. I don't even know. I'll have to go back in the, the archive. I don't know what the the record is for most RSL points. Oh, yeah. We should probably uh, we should probably know that by now. But as the season starts ending, we'll definitely get to that because all you mathematicians and statisticians and analytics people are going to throw that stuff at us, and we're going to just grab it and use it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> no, it so... I'm I'm sticking at 52, 53. Seems like a, a solid number that I think we will close off this season with. Yes, I think it's doable. Um, and I'm just looking at St. Louis real quick. I'm looking at their final schedule because St. Louis obviously 48 points, number one, but they go they play at Houston. Yeah, they have LAFC, they mm-hmm. have Minnesota, Sporting, Vancouver, Seattle. They, they have, have every. A- they have the they have upper difficult... half. So, I'll, I'll here I'll ask you this one: Do you 
I'm going to like switch it. Do you think Cincinnati then in the East at 57 points, do you think they have the supporter shield just in the bag? 57 points, a 10 point difference from about everybody else. Um, let's see. I need to see the rest of their schedule too, because with they're at 27 points, which means that they have um three games remaining, right? 50, 27 games. That's what I said. What did I say? 27 points. Oh, shoot um yeah that was not good um so let's try this that that wasn't working for me well cincinnati plays philly Uh montreal charlotte toronto ah they got look red Red bulls and then they play Messi. here's the thing with this is gonna be off the top of my head math so it's probably gonna be wrong but if st louis has six games left cincinnati has seven games left Mm-hmm. If Cincinnati wins at least three of those games, I think they just need to win like two games. No, I think they need. It. Well, sorry, what's the difference again? They have forty-eight and what? Fifty-seven. Bro, nine, a difference of nine points. Nine that points. means that means Cincinnati would need to lose three. St. Louis would need to win three in order just to tie. At that point, there will be four games left and three games left. So, so I think it. Saying, it I, if Seattle, wins, oh, Seattle, here I go again with St. Louis. <laughs> no, not St. Louis. I want to talk about Cincinnati. There we are. <laughs> Cincinnati, if they win three games, get nine points, game over. They especially, they ha- I mean, they ha- they have the they have it booked. I, I think they already they already have it in, in the bag because they already ha- they have Montreal, Charlotte, Toronto, Red Bulls. Red Bulls. Their only hard game is against Messi. <laughs> Well, Messi, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if they win three of those, in fact, I think you're right. I think with just two of those wins, if they if they get even a point against Philadelphia, three against Montreal, and three against Charlotte, game over. It's over. They are the only MLS team so far that has have qualified for the playoffs. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> You saw how far ahead they are, right? If you're ten points ahead, then then yes, you qualify for the for the playoffs. Close, nine points ahead. But speaking of which, we we have a game on Saturday. Did you know that? Let's talk about this game. <laughs> uh, we are back to MLS action on Saturday, uh, eight thirty in the great place of California in the Bay. Yes, they're playing at PayPal Park. PayPal Park next to the airport, actually. So you could. Literally right next to the airport. That I didn't know. Yeah, so if you open up Google Maps, you literally see the stadium and then literally the airport right next to it. So I'm like, very convenient. Well, next time I'm on Google Maps, I'll look. Yeah, so going into this one, San Jose has not been doing great as of recently. They haven't, their last win, August 20th, on the road to Vancouver. But their last home win, if you look at it, was not is back July 12th against Seattle Sounders. Yes, and that was obviously pre-Leagues Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a long time ago. And if, if we're going to play this game, um, their previous win to that was June 10th, one month prior. Yeah, yeah. So, so... they are not uh, winning games per se. No, no, and... Their last game um, on the road against DC United in a nil-nil draw 
their center back, uh, Beeson, uh, Tanner Beeson, got a red card, so that he will be out in in Saturday's matchup. So I guess for for those that don't know, uh, apparently uh, Beeson is a regular on their defense. But um, let's talk about some other key players that might cause us issues. Um, I'd love, let me just ask you, who are you concerned about with San Jose? Um, who, who are your players to watch? Oh, I think it's the most obvious one. Christian Espinoza. The dude's killing it this season. He's at 12 goals, five assists. Like At the beginning of the season, he was in talks for the MVP, but then we had players like Almada and... And then everybody else who decided to to wake up, but he has been killing it thus far this season, along with Abobase, who is at eight goals, one assist. But an interesting stat that that I, I mentioned to you, I think it was two games ago or, or something like that, is when Cade Cal just scored his first goal of the season for San Jose. So that's a an interesting one. Um, I want to talk about that one in a sec, but we do have. Three then three capable strikers for yeah. San Jose. You have Christian Espinosa, Ibobuse, uh, and um, Cade Cowell. Mm-hmm. Do you see them starting the three of them for this game? I don't see why not. If you're that desperate for points, if you look at San Jose, they're sitting eighth. Um, even a win on Saturday that would bump them up into top four, top five. So every point matters from here on out. So I don't see why they wouldn't want to start their three top, top strikers. And, and they, they started the three of them uh, together in that game against Minnesota before, um, before uh, the international window. So Mm -hmm. it it is possible that we're going to see the three of them. Now, how does that affect our defense? Who do you put on defense to go up against uh, Espinoza, Ibobese, and Cal. Yeah, I would do a probably I would go a Brody on that left, and then I'd go Glad Vera in our center backs, along with Anelli on that right back. I worry about Brody going up against Espinoza. Yeah, trying to for Brody trying to keep up with the speed of Espinoza, along with we've seen how fast Jeremy Obobese is. He is a fast striker. Um, so if, if not, because Brody is, I, I don't see Oviedo better than, than Brody though. That's the thing. Um, I only see him better because of experience and, yeah, yeah. and he has experience, um, in dealing with these kinds of forwards. Um, though I, I that's seriously one of my concerns. And I think that'll be one of my points to watch. And if we're going to talk about points is um, watch the through balls for, uh, for San Jose, because our center backs tend to be flat footed as well. Even though we have tall giant center backs, we get caught ball watching a lot, like too much. In fact, Sorry to bring up this trauma, everyone, but uh, Portland, apparently we like to watch the ball fly in the air. and it's just true. So it, It's a sad reality. It, it's a sad reality that up until now, I don't know what they're working on in practice, but up until now, what we've experienced with our back line is that we are late to react or we don't react. Yeah. So that's my fear. And then when it comes to our midfield, 
do you see the likes of Ojeda and Sava getting that start from coming back from international duty? Great, uh, great segue there. Um, I do think that everyone is rested to to be able to play Saturday. I mean, because but, because it helps out that Ojeda didn't get playing time on Tuesday. Right. So Ojeda didn't get playing time. You could you could quote quote unquote call jet lag, but I mean, really, Paraguay is only three hours ahead, so it's not like yeah, a real jet lag. It's it is the same as the East Coast here. It is though an eight to nine hour flight, which I mean. From someone that's done the flight out to Argentina multiple times, that's a ten and a half hour flight. You're like a Hall of Famer of flying down there. I am. I, f- I feel like it. <laughs> but it's, First class. I wish. Yeah, right. I'm like economy row fifty three. Um. So yeah. So row fifty three is my spot. Um. On all Argentina flights. But anyways, there's there should be no jet lag for Ojeda. No. Definitely no jet lag for for Lambert. Um, the same thing um, uh, for Saverino as for Ojeda. Not much jet lag, though Saverino did get playing time. And then when it comes, to, do you see the likes of Luna getting a start as well? Um, open up a can of worms. Here we go. Um, Luna because Gomez. He's, he's, he's been getting minutes, and then he's been coming off the bench. It's been this back and forth affair with him as of as of lately. Do we see Chang? I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know because you don't hear anything. Not even the insiders on social media know anything it, because it, they haven't said it's, anything. It's also another thing. Are we going to see Ojeda Lapasen? Are we going to see Ojeda Palacio? <laughs> Are we just going to see Palacio Lafelson? Yeah. And then I mean, when it comes... And, and, I, and I think when it comes to our strikers, I think the only one that's going to make sense that with everything going on is going to be a Chicho Krylock because Moose probably isn't going to travel. Moose isn't isn't practicing with the squad. Have we tried a Chicho uh, Anderson? I want to say yes. I, I think we did back with Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Sporting Kansas Nick- City. Sporting Kansas City. Nope, that was a Crylock Moose. Yeah, then I I don't think we have, but that that would be a very very good duo up up top. I don't know if they're going to be a good duo. I really don't. All I know is that Chicho likes to have through balls given to him. He likes just getting the ball. Julio makes the runs. He'll run his tail off going forward. He won't sure. run back. But <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if that might work, but can could we see it? Maybe. Yeah. But we do. But we will run into the issue of Julio runs for twenty minutes and then he rests for fifteen. That's true. So That's true. Um, I don't know. It's this will be a interesting one because I'm just happy we'll, we'll be back. We'll be healthy, hopefully. We'll have our guys back from international duty, which will help out a significant amount. So it'll be it'll be good to see. What do you think is the key for RSL to um to be able to to score or have any kind of success against San Jose? I think it's what's been happening as of recently, going back to Leagues Cup. If we if we start out fast, if we don't concede early, then that will be the key to the game because we've seen as back in Leagues Cup and then during and then even in the LAFC, well LAFC was different because I was second half, but even in Houston, 
when we concede early in like those first 15, 20 minutes, then it's just all downhill from there. Then we're just chasing the rest of the game. It's true. It's true. Um, I'm going to go back to my key is if we can stop um, their, their trident attack, if we can stop one of them and especially stopping Espinosa um, from, yeah. from making runs, receiving the ball within um, the, the top of the area or something like that. If we can stop that, I think we will find more success in in either scoring or at least getting a draw out of this, whether it's zero zero one one whatever. But we need to stop Espinosa because he is dangerous. Babase can can feed off of him. I'm not sure if you would classify Cal as the three because he's only scored one goal this season. <laughs> he's in there. In fact, in fact, here we go. Caveat: Why does Cal get called called up? He scored barely scored his first goal this season, and yet he's gotten multiple senior senior call ups. And yet Luna has scored what two goals? Has like maybe three assists? I had to have to check the the stats on that one. But I, I think I was just gonna say I think they're just basing it off of past seasons because I think last season Cal had better than what he's doing now. So maybe that's what the U.S. men's national team is basing that off of past results and his up and coming, what what he's brought so far for San Jose. Three goals, one assist for Luna. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. I'm just he saying. Can't, can't get called up for Gold Cup. Can't even get called up for these friendlies. Like, no love. No love for, uh, he's not Moon Boy anymore. He's Moon Man, because he just had his birthday. Moon Man, he's not a teenager anymore. Oh, no. I guess while we're on the on that, uh, congratulations to them. They just had their baby. Yes, congrats. Um, as a father of three, good luck. Good luck. You're <laughs> losing sleep. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's not playing. He's losing sleep. <laughs> I feel for the guy. Let well, me tell you. What about all the What about all the players who have kids? Then. Yeah, I don't know. It's always but, the the first one is rough. After that, they all they're all the same. So you're saying don't have kids. No, if you're going to have them, have multiple. So the, the other ones are just a breeze. The first one is the hard one because you don't know what you're doing. Even I got to get, mar- get married first, okay? Yeah, you do that whenever you want. But uh... <laughs> but anywho, with that, with that being said, with our breakdown of this game, let's get down to it. You know what time it is? Your bedtime. No, besides that, <laughs> <laughs> it's prediction. Time is the slower one. <laughs> Stop it. Go. You, you. I'll let you go first. You're so kind. But I, I I'm going to go. We're going to have everybody back from international duty. But like you mentioned, we'll have the likes of uh, Christian Espinoza and Jeremy Bobase to keep an eye on for from San Jose on their attack. So I am going to go with a 1-1 draw for, for Saturday. Fair, fair. We're still on track for your uh, 52, 53 points. But yeah. um, so that that's my key to the match is, is keep, keeping hold of Espinosa and Ibobase. Uh, but um, I think that with everyone returning from international duty, there's a renewed energy Um we're we're gonna leave aside the moose situation because it's not gonna affect the team. 
Um, Arsenal is going to come on, out on top on this one, two to one. I like it. I like it. A, a, a win on the road always feels feels better. This will get us back to. Um, this will drive us hard into the last. That'll move us up to second. It would move us up to second if the people up top don't move. Yeah. So I like, I like it, I like it, I like it. So stay tuned. Eight thirty Saturday MLS season pass. I will be at Kaye watching the game. You'll you'll be at home. I, I know that. I'm pretty sure I'll be at home. I don't have any yeah. plans, but I'm gonna be at home. No, but if you want to see me, I'll be at Kaye eight thirty with everybody else. So come say hi, come hang out, come play some soccer, and it'll be a good time. Should be, should be, should be. Atmosphere is always always rocking at Kaye. <laughs> but until then, until next week. Take care, guys. Be safe. Cha-choo!